Registration is open for the Tolaris Partners Summit happening July 31st to August 2nd at the Gaylord Texan Resort. Come and get the most current information on industry and technology trends at the pinnacle education event of the year. We're going to have three general sessions, 40 educational breakouts, a two-day trade show, over 118 suppliers, a technology demo center, two award shows, a 5K run, and of course, some parties to remember. We're excited to welcome as a keynote, Josh Linkner, an inspiring entrepreneur who built and sold five tech companies. Yes, five tech companies. He also became a New York Times bestselling author, created over 10,000 jobs, helped launch over 100 startups, and wait for it, created over $1 billion of investor returns. Josh will be teaching us his breakthrough innovation framework and how every problem can be solved and every opportunity seized. We're also excited to hear from Alan Stein Jr. Alan has learned from top leaders and coaches and then worked as a performance coach for some of the highest performing athletes on the planet, including NBA superstars, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, and Kobe Bryant. He takes those lessons learned and then will teach you how to achieve more from your sales efforts, more sales revenue, more team cohesion, more loyal customers. You can achieve more by executing the basics consistently. Go to Tolaris.com slash PS to learn more and register. Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we are wrapping up a track today, uh, an important track. We're talking about Wi-Fi. We're talking about Microsoft Teams, Operator Connect, uh, all kinds of cool stuff about penetrating the retail market. And today we've got on with us Chris Kiyojampa from FCS. Chris, welcome on, man. Hey, thanks for having us, Josh. Uh, so, so Chris, before we get this thing started and we start talking nerdy about Teams and Operator Connect and Wi-Fi and all that fun stuff, uh, I just want to hear your story. Uh, I, I would love to know and love to to have the listeners here. How did you start out in this space? Did you did you start out, you know, waiting tables and then wanted to get into technology? Was this your destiny from day one? Fill us in, man. No. <laughs> Uh, funny story. I mean, I, I, I bartended and waited tables throughout college, right? I graduated with a bachelor's degree in um, in biology and also a bachelor in business management. I uh, still didn't know where I wanted to go from there, right? I just knew that I was a, a person that got along with all walks of life and just loved talking to people. Um, and oddly enough, you know, everybody jokes around about, you know, Craigslist, right? But oddly enough, I found my first telecom job on Craigslist on a no. uh, platform. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty funny. Um, and I'd interviewed with both Cvion and Cogent. Um, Cogent was the better option, and the, actually the one that gave me an opportunity to start an industry. Um, I think I was born at a, a very good time, or you know, in the eighties, uh, just because I got to see the paradigm shift from you know what technology looked like before it is today. You know, going from you know nobody really having you know, mobile phones, you know, everybody thought pages were cool, right? Uh, to seeing how everything has evolved from the old trends to how it's come into the digital transformation age and as it continues to evolve and evolve. Um, and I just took it from there, right? I, I knew I had to put my name on, you know, on the billboard in telecom and say, hey, Chris Kiljump is here. Um, but, you know, things, good things kept on uh, coming along. 
uh, met my business partner, Robert, probably about 13, 14 years ago. We, uh, the company's been in business for 10 and a half years now. Um, and it was a time where it's very different from how most traditional, I'd say, trusted advisory firms start, uh, they start their business today because it was a little harder back then. There weren't spiffs, there weren't anything of that sort to help you propel your company from a financial standpoint into, yeah, you know, to, to stability in essence. Yeah. Um, you just had to grind it out in deals, right? Like, I mean, there's no escaping that. Oh yeah. No, I mean, Robert and I have a great story. I mean, when we started, I went back to waiting tables, you know, moving back in with my parents. I mean, who wants to be that guy 32 <laughs> years old, you know, where are you living based in my parents, I guess. Right. Um, so I had to forego a lot of things for two years, working 16 hours a day. Um, Robert came from Oklahoma, had, you know, 60, $62 to his name in a backpack, backpack, you know, knew that he wanted to do something different besides just, you know, working for, um, you know, a company so we can put our heads together 10, uh, 10 and a half years later, here we are. And we're still, we're still kicking strong. Love it. Uh, tell us about, tell us about your approach, uh, for anybody that's not familiar with who FCS is, what are you, what do you do? What's your focus? What's your go-to-market, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, our market, uh, go-to-market strategy has obviously evolved and changed throughout, you know, us owning FCS at first, it was more about, Hey, how do we go to market and bring all of the different providers to our customer and provide them that better, you know, a, a way to better the customer experience between them and the uh, the providers? Um, we focus primarily just on voice and data because that's where our core uh, knowledge came from. Uh, I manage all of the uh, the relationships with the prov providers today, so I have to understand at a more granular level on what the providers are offering to our customers because I have to talk knowledgeably enough to gauge the interest, get the information, and then you know work with the uh, different TSDs that we work with, uh, especially Tolaris. Um, so it's been, you know, it, it's been a unique experience for our customers that never experienced someone that becomes an extension of their IT for sourcing. Now, uh, I, I want to jump in a little bit here into retail. I know that's a focus for you. I know you've got some some strengths there. So <laughs> I'm, I'm curious from what you see, right? I mean, we, we, we talk to a lot of partners uh, and, and we see retail customers. I mean, they struggle with a lot of things. Most customers do. But sometimes it's about, ah, I need help with my Wi-Fi or I need help with this or I need help with my collaboration. Uh, what are you seeing out there from a retail perspective? Are you seeing the same things, different things or any kind of trends? Um, I definitely would see the trend more is into how do I, you know, how do I use technology to help us market our uh, our our company in a better way? How do I how do I reach my customers so I can get continued business from the, you know, their existing customer base or any just you know transit customers that are just passing by, right? Um, so a lot of that you know comes into play with what they're doing with you know SD WAN and how they do all the different platforms from SMS uh, messaging. Um, so when we when we enter into a, to an account, we really look at it as how do we remedy some of the pain points that you're feeling today and then start landing and expanding, right? Getting to understand where what does your roadmap look like for your company in the next five years from a marketing, from a sales, from a technology perspective, right? And then we slowly start, you know, beginning that journey with them little by little. And, and what do you see if you look at the retail vertical versus 
all the other verticals, healthcare, financial, <laughs> manufacturing, whatever. Uh, is there anything that that retail cares more about, less about? Is are they more cost conscious? Are they are they less IT savvy? More? IT? What do you see in there? Uh, I think you hit the. I mean, I think you pretty much listed everything that they're uh, they're they're going up against, right? Um, the you know retail or you know hospitality industry in itself is a very volatile business. The margins aren't as high, so they definitely have to be very very cost conscious. Um, so for a partner like us that's going to come in and you know ensure that they get the best price and cost, right, is definitely a you know a load off uh, off their mind and also gives them peace of mind that you know they're getting the best solution out there. Um, I would definitely say uh, non-tech savvy is something that's uh, that they're definitely having to deal with unless you're a large organization um, instead of a franchisee, right? Uh, you're going to have corporate IT that's going to help mandate and help you navigate through some of the issues that they're uh, they're experiencing today from a technology standpoint. Uh, but if they don't, then obviously we bring in some type of MSP to help facilitate those uh, IT needs. Um, but also some of the professional services they'll need being um, having to, uh, IT be deployed at all those remote locations. Uh, but definitely those two, non-tech savvy, definitely would say that cost, uh, cost savings is probably one of the biggest things they're looking for. Um, but one of the pain points that we uh, remedy for them as well is that they need to have some type of centralized uh, solution, right? Whether it be us as being the main point of contact to help them, you know, communicate with the service providers, help them project manage all the different locations that we have. Um, and this is obviously a side note, but, um, and that's where Robert and I five years ago started uh, thinking about how could we separate ourselves from every other trusted advisory firm, brokers, whatever you want to call us today, um, is how do we separate ourselves when we go into an opportunity that will give value added tools back to our customers to help them manage their day-to-day -day more. Um, and that's where we came up with the idea of the client enabling portal. Um, the great thing about what we do is that we don't charge for any of our services. In over 10 and a half years, we've never sent an invoice or a bill to our customer or we've ever collected any money from our customers. So it's really a you know a win-win situation. It's all about, hey, will you give us the Pepsi challenge? Yeah, the Pepsi challenge. I just watched that show, Pepsi, Where's My Jet? That's an awesome one on Netflix. Uh, I definitely got to watch it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, somebody gamifying the uh, buy these Pepsi things, get these points, and you can you can get all these things. And there were some yes. little in there. What, what, what was the big thing? Was it, a, was it a plane? Was it a jet? What was it? It, it that was you... a legitimate, uh, was it a Harrier jet? It was a legitimate jet. Uh, and it was a, it was a, I won't spoil it, but it was worth watching. It was a riot because I remember that growing up. Okay. Oh, maybe one day I'll try. Uh, I'll get to uh, get a chance to try the uh, Pepsi Clear again. <laughs> yeah, Pepsi Clear. I love <laughs> Pepsi Clear. That died too quick. Um, okay, so so let's talk about. You know, you brought up a good point. I think in the beginning that I want to get back to, and it is kind of the central topic of this of of collaboration and direct routing and operator connect. And uh, I think you said something key that that was. You know, we're we're helping them with pain points, but. Uh, we're also helping them use some of these centralized tools, some of these collaboration. We're helping them think about things that they weren't asking for. Um, and I think that's where, you know, sometimes this teams and, and the, the collaboration conversation comes in. It's the uh, probably you leading the conversation of, have you thought of this? Other people are doing it like this. Do you find that? Does retail need that same guidance? Uh, they absolutely do. Um, you know, retail in itself is a different animal when you talk about you know, instead of talking about healthcare or you know you talk about you know the financial vertical right 
they typically have everything put together uh, from a corporate standpoint. When it comes to hospitality and retail, it's it's majority of the ones that I've talked to, like their their whole entire back office from a technology standpoint is in disarray. So when we come in, we ask about, you know, how are you inventorying everything? Who manages all of your IT assets throughout your organization? Uh, does tech, uh, does IT coordinate with accounts payable, right? Um, because they do have to align. Um, but, you know, going back to what you're saying about the, you know, about the suggestions, we absolutely do that all day, every day. Uh, because, I mean, when we get to know them, we roadmap, right? Those are the things that we differentiate ourselves from our, uh, from our competitors, because it's not about, hey, I'm just going to sell you what you need you need today. Yeah. I need to plant the seed of where technology is going today, where it's going to be at tomorrow, and where you need to be so you're not left in the medieval times, right? Um, so going to Teams in itself, you know, as much as a lot of people hate Microsoft one way or another, right? It's a necessary evil at the end of the day. Everybody's using it, whether you like it or not. Uh, Teams has been such a, I'd say, it's a tool that we hate to use, but we all have to use, yeah. you know, sadly enough to say it that way. But um, companies, uh, you know, Bucky's being one of our customers, uh, they, you know, really gravitated towards how do we communicate? How do we build teams within our organization? How do we collaborate better? Um, you know, one of the big things for them was how do we do that without, you know, a Microsoft guru or a Microsoft, you know, expert within our team. Um, and that's essentially what you bring in at CSP, but also uh, look at, you know, more of Operator Connect than doing something with, you know, uh, direct routing, right? Um, though with, with Microsoft um, Operator Connect, there's a lot of value to that for retail customers because it's easier for them to manage as a user profile um, as opposed to direct uh, direct routing because it requires more IT technical savvy people within the organization to manage the day-to-day. -day. So from a retail standpoint, Operator Connect definitely is the better option. It just lacks a lot of the more intricate, I guess, functionalities and applications that direct routing would uh, offer. But it also you also get the cost savings with that as well. And do you see though? I mean, if we look at kind of the cost modeling, maybe or the the so 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 we know in one hand, right? Direct routing, lots of features. Um, it has its costs associated. <laughs> Operator Connect, a little more simplified, but maybe more limited features. If you start looking at okay, moving past uh, the features and some of kind of the costing models about doing one of these or trying to do it yourself, trying to figure that out the support responsibilities. Do you feel like customers understand any of these differences inherently? Or are you having to educate, this is what this one does, this is what this one does, here's the things to avoid. What's that conversation like? Yeah, I mean, we, we typically uh, try to understand, you know, more of the the day-to-day -day functions of the, the voice. How, do, how does everyone within the organization interact with each other, right? Uh, and what type of applications are they trying to integrate or collaborate with on the team side? If it's not a whole lot, right, then, I mean, it's pretty simple to say, you know, Operator Connects is definitely the best way you do it. You kind of just, you know, set it and forget it, right, kind of deal. Uh, but if it's something where you have multiple layers and layers of applications that need to, you know, you need to collaborate with or integrate with, then that's something that's going to be a more, I guess, a more drawn out conversation. Um, there's, I mean, having layers and layers, there might be third party applications that you have to integrate with. 
um, you know, more tech savvy folks within the organization that have to be there that runs it on a day to day as opposed to, hey, I have someone that's, you know, a managed service provider that, you know, I have a block of, you know, 15 hours, you know, uh, a week to allocate to this. It's it's a full time job. So, I mean, that's essentially how we start pushing them one way or the other. So, all right. So let's uh, let's go down the journey of a deal here for a second. So, um, walk us through maybe an example. And and, and here's what I always like to talk about. Here. Uh, I think the greatest thing that, that shows all of our value here is that deals don't generally finish the way that they start. They start, and it was maybe like, hey, I need this just one thing. I'm I I know what I need. I, I just need that. Uh, and, and it tends to go all kinds of different places once we start to ask the questions like you mentioned. So so uh, walk us through one that you went through, um, you know, what, what what did it start out as and then what did it end as? Yeah, um, you know, honestly, majority of our opportunities always start with some type of voice and data. Um, you know, I understand that people talk about it's a race to zero. It's, you know, it's a commoditized service. Nobody wants to sell it. But at the end of the day, you know, everybody needs voice and data. Not everybody needs security. Not everybody needs, you know, a hybrid cloud. Not everybody needs a physical DR. Um, so that's essentially how we get into just about every account. But, you know, that's where it starts. Definitely does not determine where it ends. You know, one of our customers, um, Prime, um, one of our first big customers, uh, they, you know, they gave us a shot, which was awesome because now they're one of our largest customers still today. Um, not a huge company in itself, but, you know, the, the technology they purchased from us, it, you know, it's, it's far beyond a company that's of 5,000 employees and more, which is nice. Um, but it started off just a voice. They had just purchased a, a, about two years ago at that time and a via phone system chassis and then, you know, phones to hang at every one of the locations. Um, that particular model, even though it was the, the highest at that time, lacked some of the features they were needing from other, uh, you know, chassis. And we were able to bring in a UCAS provider that could accommodate every one of those things that they, you know, they needed uh, done. Oddly enough, it's, you know, that this kind of goes into another story on another tangent, but that's the reason why a lot of people are looking at more of a operational expense, uh, you know, type of strategy as opposed to CapEx. Because when he went back to sell that uh, via phone system that was only two years old, it was still the newest in the market that we're selling. He was only able to get fifteen thousand dollars. And he paid. And he paid how much for it two years ago? Two hundred thousand dollars. Woo! That's. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I shouldn't say this as an engineer. I'm not. Math wasn't my strongest suite, uh, but that sounds like he lost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that's not a <laughs> that's not a stock you want to invest in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, it started off that way, and then slowly we started uh, getting more into um, uh, into onto the connectivity side. Um, the connectivity, you know, you know, went from you know layer three, then started going more into MPLS, and we switched them over from MPLS into uh, you know SD WAN with a silver P, right? Um, and then we started, you know, looking at more of what does your security look like today? I know you have network administrators, admin security officers within your organization that helps you manage that, right? Uh, but how much hands-on do you want to be or how much hands-off do you want to be? And we were able to introduce them to a number of different security companies that help accommodate that. At that time, they were purely just a on um, a physical DR 
type of organization. Uh, I believe it was Flex Central or Tier. Uh, yes, Flex Central. That um, that and Digital Realty. But we started helping them migrate and form more of a hybrid cloud model. Um, and now at this time, they're slowly shifting into a full cloud um, type of uh, disaster recovery plan now. Um, but I mean, it's it's just one of those things that, you know, if you know your customers, if you know their needs, you know what to suggest them, you know where they're trying to go in the technology uh, space today. So it's easy to recommend what, you know, what they need. Yeah, I love it. Uh, stay with it. It grows, you learn the business and everything comes out of it, right? If you, sometimes if you help these guys through the hardest thing, you know, and maybe what they think is the hardest thing is not what you think is the hardest thing. But if you can help them through that, you're the go-to for, for everything. I think that's a great example. Yeah. And it's, and like I said, I mean, if you know your customers, you're going to know the questions to ask. Um, we have over 300, uh, 300 customers today with over 2000 accounts, you know, with those 300 customers. Uh, and at the end of the day, I know every one of my customers, I, I've met with them physically. I have broken bread with them. I've had happy hour with them. I've had events with them. Uh, so we, we, we tend to make sure that we get to know our customers, not on just a business level, but a personal level, um, because we really get to understand how they think, how di they digest information, what they're looking for, so we can recommend the, uh, the, the right technology for them to, to better their business. Love it. Uh, final couple questions here. Uh, let's talk about coaching for other partners. So, uh, what we hear about a lot of partners that are listening to this podcast is this has been helpful for me to, to pivot from selling this technology to now getting a more, uh, of a comfort level in how to sell, you know, this technology. Maybe I came from cloud to UCAS or UCAS to security or whatever it might be. If a partner's listening to this and, and, you know, they want to jump more into what we're talking about. What's the advice that you give them to, to, to work with either their existing prospects or new prospects? Is there a certain subset of questions that you found are successful or what's your coaching there? Um, I would definitely say knowledge. <laughs> knowledge is key in everything that we do every day. Um, I utilize the resources that we have from the TSDs to our providers. You know, um, you know, some of the biggest value I've gotten as I've evolved as, you know, not just an owner, but also a salesperson is, you know, talking to the people that have sold it before, asking them, like, I mean, I, I know that there's no such, I mean, there, there are stupid questions out there, right? But if you don't know something, right, and it's a one-on-one, -on -one, I don't think it's a stupid question because you know what's gonna happen if I don't? The answer is always gonna be no, right? So I'm gonna ask the questions. If I'm talking to someone that's in security and let's say I'm, I'll, let's say I'm about 20% knowledge, uh, knowledge basis of the security space, well, I'm at, one, I'm going to ask a lot of questions, but at the end of that meeting, I'm going to ask that person. So I know for my own edification and how I need to relay this message back to my sales team, right? What are the top five questions to gauge interest in the security space, in the UCAS space, in the CCAS space, whatever technology you're trying to sell? Because if you can ask those five questions, right, to a customer, one, you'll uncover something that can lead to something else or something that will be intertwined with another technology set that you may have a lot of knowledge of that you can bring it back full circle when you say, hey, Mr. Customer, I'd love to have a meeting with you about this, but I'd also like to invite ABC provider, the SE, that can talk more granular about you know, your security and where what you need to do to fix it and what are their suggestions and how they can remedy that for you. 
So those are my approaches on, on how I need to sell more, educate my people, um, and just be a better sales or, or organization from a knowledge standpoint. I love it. Okay. Uh, final thoughts here. Let's look out to the future. Uh, let's think about, you know, obviously we've seen a lot of, I know, right? I love these sound effects. They're great. It throws people way off. Uh, think about the evolution in these product sets. Uh, think about where we've come from, geez, from, from POTS lines to T1s and PRIs to full UCAS collab teams, Microsoft, you know, who'd have thought that we've been working this close with Microsoft product sets in our channel. So, so if you think about that, and you think about how quickly this is modernizing. If I look out 12 plus months, in Chris's opinion, what's the next product set to watch out for? What what else uh, What else should we be thinking about out there? And I will tell you the one thing that I've gotten more and more, and it's not just uh, in the retail space, um, you know, or hospitality. I mean, I would say the next hot thing that's coming out or has been out, but people are paying more attention to is the uh, the integration of a text messaging or SMS platform. That is, it is so crucial in today's world because at the end of the day, if I don't have my laptop, right, it's hard for me to work because I'm very, I'm, I'm organized chaos, but it makes sense to me, right? But my laptop is like my golden, uh, is like my holy grail when it comes to working. I need it to work as effectively as possible. Now, if I don't have it, that's fine. I just, I'll just work through my cell phone, right? But my cell phone is not just a work media, right? It's everything else media too, because I have all my apps and everything I need to function as a business, uh, which I can't do on, you know, on my phone. But at the end of the day, everybody prefers, whether you're a consumer, whether you're, it's in business, you're looking to your phone for that text message to say, hey, my uh, your car is ready. Hey, Mr. Kiyojampa. Your uh, your car is you know at the front from valet. Hey, Mr. Kiyojampa, can you can confirm your appointment? And it's not emails these days that people are focusing on. It's really SMS messaging, and it's going through all the different instead of screen pops on your laptop. Now that's where it's going on your mobile device because we spend eighty percent, I would say, of our life on our mobile devices. Unfortunately, I love it. Uh, it's such a great point too. And then it'll all be all the measurements and all the real time stuff on you know before where we didn't have uh real-time qa qm then we get tonality and we get sentiment and it's just going to tell us what we need to do at some point and it's going to respond oh, yeah. to the texts for us right maybe yeah. do this in a year and that's the next thing we're looking out to yeah i mean just think about when you go to a restaurant you know when you when if you didn't make a you know a was it a reservation on open table where you didn't call in and you know you go in and you leave your name right they, they just ask for your cell phone number they say hey we'll text you whenever your table's ready and they'll send you a message saying hey we uh we have you down for a group of four at uh for you know at starting time at you know let's say eight o'clock your anticipated time is for seating is 8 30. it's all message based these days and so I, that's why i think that's going to be the next big trend is integrating that type of sms platform within their teams or UCAS or CCAS environment. Yeah, couldn't agree more. We just survived a, a few days in Disney and uh, with with texting and mobile ordering, uh, we were significantly more effective with uh, a busy schedule, uh, an expensive Genie Plus pass and two days <laughs> to cram it all in with uh, the three kids to keep them happy. And yeah, I'm with you. We so much more uh, more beneficial with the, with, with the way they've done it now. Yeah, definitely. Love it. All right, my friend, Chris, that uh, brings us to the end. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this with me, man. 
yeah, no, it's been great. Now it's, uh, you know, anything that can help anybody out, but you know, I, I definitely don't like to listen to myself, but you know, it was good listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, man, that, uh, that wraps us up. Appreciate it. Chris Piojampa from FCS. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm your host, Josh Lepresto, SVP of Sales Engineering, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Next Level Biz Tech has been a production of Tolera Studio 19. Please visit Tolaris.com for more information.